Good evening. Welcome to Grace Harvest Church. We're glad that you're tuning in tonight to our quarantine and um, we're uh, excited about what God's doing on Easter Sunday. Uh, even though we can't all meet together, our hearts are knit together and we uh, just send our best uh, to you tonight. David has been uh, studying and preparing. He's teaching tomorrow at uh, Kenneth Copeland Bible School. So um, he's been busy studying and getting ready, prepared for that. He's going to do four sessions tomorrow and, of course, online. And so he asked me to preach tonight, which I'm delighted to do, and share the love of God and the word of God with you. And so uh, we're going to get right into this tonight. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And then if you would get your Bible, your iPad, and uh, follow along in the scriptures, I believe you will really be blessed tonight. Father, we thank you for this evening service. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We're so thrilled that we get to celebrate today the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for his redemptive work in our lives what he's done for us and how he continually uh, stands before the father and makes intercession for us. He's our advocate and he is our savior, our Lord. He's our healer tonight. And we thank you for him in Jesus name. Amen. So I'm going to start tonight in Luke chapter 24 and read a little bit here about what we would call the Easter story. Now, upon the first day of the week, this is verse one. In Luke 24, 1, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices that they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto him, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He's not here, but he's risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. So we see here where they came to the tomb. Of course, the body of Jesus wasn't there. Um, uh, They uh, were, you know, he was raised from the dead. We know that um, three days had gone by since he was crucified on Calvary. And um, what an interesting thing to discover, huh? (laughs) I mean, these men were shocked, even though they, uh, had heard what would happen, and even though they remembered the words of Jesus, um, these women decided to go tell. And then, you know, uh, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the Mary, the mother of G- James, they all went to tell the apostles, and uh, the apostles didn't believe it. Peter ran down there and saw what had happened. So this was a glorious day. And um, in Matthew twelve forty, it says, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the son of man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And then um, I think that, uh, you know, we many times heard this story, of course, just this weekend being a time where even the movies reflect the word of God and what Jesus did on Calvary and 
and tremendous, um, uh, you know, uh, acting and, and drama about what all had gone on. And um, so, you know, it, it's nice to be able to to see these things on, on the movies, on television. But, you know, as, as I, I was raised, um, we really didn't discuss what happened spiritually during this time. Um, and so I remember as a little girl wondering, why did Jesus die on the cross? What, what was he, you know, why was he nailed, you know, and beaten and, and those horrible things that were done to him? Now, I believed that it happened. I believed that he was raised from the dead. I just didn't understand why it had to happen. And I didn't understand what it meant for me, why he had to die so I could be saved. I didn't under, I didn't really get that. And so finally, uh, someone explained what happened spiritually, what happened in the realm of the spirit. And so that's what I want to just talk to you just for a little bit about tonight is um, behind the scenes, what's happening in the unseen realm when Jesus was our sacrifice, when he was our substitute. And the Bible has much to say about this. And I want to start with Colossians chapter 215. The Bible says he spoiled principalities and powers, disarming those rulers and authorities, putting them to shame. He triumphed over them. So we know there was a spiritual uh, dealing there and um, there was uh, a triumphant victory that he won for us during this time. Um, and then what that means for us, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified Amen. with Christ, and it is no longer I that liveth, but Christ lives in me. And the Bible goes on to say that he gave himself for me. So um, we, through his redemptive work, there's certain things that could happen to us. And, of course, that's being born again. Uh, being a new creature in Christ Jesus. And so uh, tonight I want to talk about being in Christ and what that means for us. You know, Jesus always kept who he was and and what he was doing, his mission in life, right. in front of people. Amen. He would say who he was. He he told, you know, he, he said he was the son of God. He said he was an heir of God, you know, and and his mission in life was to do the will of the Father, and to finish the work. And thank God he did finish it, didn't he? So uh, I believe as followers of Christ and as children of God, and the Bible says we are if we're born again, then we should continually say who we are in Christ Jesus, that we should meditate and think about and declare we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Now you think about that for a minute. And it will change your perspective on living life and living in this world. And then also Romans 8, 14 and 16 and 17 uh, says that we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And then our mission, of course, is to do the will of God and to do uh, what he has told us to do. And like Paul said, press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus and so that we're to forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. And I believe that in a time like this where we're uh, inside our houses so much, we can take these these scriptures and meditate on them and, and talk about them and say them out loud that we 
can identify with who we are in him, with who we are in Christ. And he is our identity. Um, you know, when we're made new creatures in Christ Jesus, we're a new creation and a new species of being. We're not the same that we were before. We, um, uh, you know, have become uh, born of God, born of him. And John 15 verse five says, you know, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. So we are connected. We are joined with him and in him. And the Bible says there, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now that connection of a vine and branches is, uh, is, is where the, uh, life of God can flow and, um, the nature of God can flow. The character of God can flow from the vine to the branches. So that's good news for us that uh, just like our blood circulates in our body, the life of God, the nature of God, and even his ability that he's given to us in Christ Jesus can flow to us from the vine. We are connected with him. Amen. And um, so Amen. then Second Corinthians chapter 5 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we can say and declare, I am a new creature. I have the life of God. I have the nature of God. I have the ability of God. Not because I'm so great and not even because I deserve it, but because it's a free gift that he's given to us. And he wants us because he paid such a high price for it. He gave his life that he wants us to take advantage of that and to live life and to live it more abundantly. Yes. Uh, another in Christ scripture is Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship. He's worked on us and he has made us his own. We are created in Christ Jesus. So we can say that I am his workmanship. Yes. Amen. I am the workmanship of God. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, I am the righteousness of God. And, you know, this particular scripture changed my life when I found out that he made me righteous, that, um, you know, I, I was very aware that I was a horrible sinner and a horrible, you know, person in shame and guilt and all that. So aware of that, mostly because of, uh, of teaching a church, unfortunately. Yes. But then one day I learned through a pastor who uh, was teaching about this and said, you know, second Corinthians 521 says, for he hath made him to be sin to, for him that knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So when he hung on Calvary, he became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ. And we are righteous. In other words, we're in right standing with God. Not because we've done so many wonderful things, uh, not because, you know, we earn it or, uh, you know, gotten enough Sunday school stars and right. brought our Bible enough to church, but because of Jesus Christ, only one reason are we righteous. It's because of him. Praise Amen. his name. Amen. And the good news about that is he's always the same. And so our righteousness is very stable. It's a foundation that we can work from to receive all his promises and everything that he died and paid for.
So that's one thing we can declare in Christ. We are righteous. Sometimes it's hard for people to say that because they've been so aware of, of sin and so sin conscious. But um, so I think it's really good for all of us to begin to say, I am righteous, not of my own righteousness, but of the righteousness of God. And it really is a platform to receiving abundance from God, his um, abundant love, his joy and fellowship with him. Because if we don't feel like he likes us or if we feel like he's mad at us, it's very difficult to feel like we've qualified to get healing or qualified to be, you know, in church leader or qualified this or that or the other. When and all the time, Jesus qualified us. Yes. He qualified us to become uh, the righteousness of God. And we are now. Um, I can stand in his presence now as though I had never done anything wrong. Now, isn't that something? Without a sense of condemnation or spiritual inferiority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That means I can fellowship with my father and there's love and joy between the two of us. There's peace between the two of us because I've been made right with him through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So Jesus secured this when he uh, was hung on Calvary. And then when he was buried, when he raised was raised from the dead, he secured righteousness for us. And in that he secured healing, prosperity, blessing and freedom from the enemy's power. Yes. Hallelujah. There is therefore now, Romans chapter 8 says, no condemnation which right. to them that are in Christ Jesus. And, you know, uh, condemnation means the expression of a very strong disapproval. Now, you know, that's where I was in my life at one time. I felt like God didn't approve of me, that he was very uh, uh, unhappy with me and um, and maybe even felt like, you know, he should punish me because of, of things I'd done or said or the way I've acted or, and you know, thank God he is in love with you. You know, uh, while we were yet sinners before we even born again, Christ died for us. And the Amen. Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for us. So how much more would he love you when you, when you're his own? Amen. Amen. So he approves of you tonight. You've been approved of. And you're loved by God. So um, just a couple of more scriptures I want to just bring your attention to because I think it's so important to know that God is for us and not against us. And in his death, burial, and resurrection, so much has been provided. So much has been bought. In fact, we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. I mean, we, we've been lifted up out of the dominion of darkness Man. and placed, Ephesians says, really uh, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named because Jesus defeated the enemy. He defeated the devil and now we can enforce that defeat by using his precious name, the name of Jesus. So tonight, if you are, uh, you know, had questions about, does God love me? Is he for me? Is, is he, you know, is he there for me during this? Maybe it's a very hard time. Uh, you're going through a hardship with 
with uh, finances or even, you know, fear with all this, the virus and the threat of all this. Maybe, you know, someone's sick in your family or someone you know. And so we can pray tonight that the spirit of God and his mighty presence, his love fills your home and fills your life and surrounds you right now. And um, and so we're just going to pray and believe God with you. Amen. Father, I just thank you that Jesus bought and paid for such a great deliverance for us, that we have been delivered out of the power of darkness. And I pray for my brothers and sisters tonight. I pray for those listening tonight that the healing power of God right now is manifest in their rooms, wherever they're sitting, uh, wherever they are tonight. The power of God is upon them to bring healing restoration in their physical bodies. I thank you. They're delivered from fear and fear has to go. It has to, to, uh, to release them in Jesus name and the peace of God that passes all understanding right now. I believe it's flooding their hearts and their minds keeping them. I thank you, Lord God, that provision is theirs. Whatever the need, and now however it seems, Lord, how impossible it seems, we believe all things are possible with you. And I thank you for your provision yes. tonight, for everyone listening, supernatural provision in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So um, we want to receive an offering tonight for Grace Harvest Church. If you're a member there, or if you are a partner of ours um, at Horton Ministries, we would um, uh, encourage you to give and to support the ministry and to support the church. And uh, God is, you know, he's he, there might be a shortage of, of money here and there, but there is no shortage with God. Well, that's right. And he is a supplier of grace. He's a supplier of uh, favor. Um, and, you know, sometimes in the Bible where these miracles happen, there wasn't even an exchange of money. It really was the power of God manifested and just he changed things around. Uh, so sometimes we think we need money and we, we don't. We need favor or we need uh, just a move of God on, on someone's heart or life uh, to uh, remove a debt or cancel a debt. Or, you know, you, do, you never know how God can work it out. But I'm telling you, because I've been there. Uh, he can work it out. Yes, he can. And so we're going to agree together as you give tonight. And there's various ways you can give. Um, you can go to our website, graceharvest.net, and uh, find the ways to give there. But we're going to read Matthew 6. And um, the Bible says in verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So as we seek the Lord and his kingdom, his way of being and doing right, hallelujah, his righteousness, you know, that's who we are now. We're the righteousness of God. And God adds things. And, and this this whole chapter is talking about natural things. He's talking yes. about clothes and food and and, you know, in uh, Solomon, all his glory, he was talking about everything that Solomon had. And, and it's as if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you? And I believe he will. So tonight, as we pray over the offering, Amen. receive 
the power of God, God to provide for you and supply for you. He's already made a way for that to happen through Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you. Uh, if there's worry or care or fear in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that you're alleviating that on people's lives, that they see and know that you are their source, you are their supply, and what a great father you are. You are a provider. You are a good shepherd. You take care of your sheep. And I thank you tonight in Jesus' name that every need is met. Everybody watching in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you have a happy rest of the Easter evening tonight and focus on these things, who you are in Christ. Know that he is for you and not against you. And remember, we have services again uh, Wednesday night at 7 and then next Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and uh, we'll be doing it online until we get the, the freedom to meet again, which we're looking forward to, I'm sure, as everyone is. Uh, but until then, God bless you, Pastor David, and I love you, and we're praying for you. We pray for you every day. Uh, you're in our hearts and our minds, and uh, we love you. God bless you.